Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. Yet another iconic business uh, seems to be going under, but not in Canada. The American uh, outlets and the UK outlets of Toys Backward R Us uh, are apparently closing up shop. What's happening here? Uh, Marvin Ryder joins us to try to shed some light on this. Of course, business professor at the DeGroot School of Business at McMaster University. How are you doing this morning, Marvin? I'm fine, thank you, Bill. Uh, the mighty have fallen. We talked about Sears. We've talked about other outlets. The Bay, of course, has gone through a huge transformation, yep. still in business. Toys are us. I mean, we still have kids. Kids still want toys. What's going on here? <laughs> well, there's actually a great parallel between Sears, what's happened to Sears, both in Canada and the United States, and Toys are us. In both cases, these companies were acquired by other people, often in what we like to call a hostile takeover. It wasn't a friendly takeover. They acquired the companies, and then they wanted to get some money out of them, so they loaded them up with debt. In the case of Toys R Us, they're struggling under a $5 billion, that's with a B, $5 billion debt load that was taken at exactly the wrong time, at a time that that company needed to remain light and nimble and able to respond to people like Amazon and the, the growing presence of electronics and gaming as opposed to you know building blocks and, and dolls when we, you and I were younger. Um, they got loaded up with debt, and so they've just been unable to manage under the debt. Now, this is a, a successful company in many ways. Last year, uh, Toys R Us did $11 billion in sales, so there's, there's clearly a market out there, but the problem is that that's not enough to cover all the debt that it's carrying, so they have to go through some restructuring. Now, they've made the decision that they think the problem in the United States is too big to get underneath, so they're just going to close up those shops. You mentioned Britain, the same thing, but there are divisions of Toys R Us. There's 200 stores here in Canada. There's a division in, in Japan. There's some other international operations. They think that they might be able to sell them to somebody else, somebody else might buy them, keep the name intact, and operate them, and they're thinking that may be the best way to get the money out of it. There's also, Toys R Us does have an online division that competes against Amazon, and for the moment, they're keeping that going, again, hoping somebody might come along and buy it. The question you'd have to ask yourself if you're thinking about buying it, is there still value in the name, and can I negotiate for things like the logo? You might remember a character named Jeffrey or Jeffrey. He was the Toys R Us giraffe. If I could still keep all of those iconic things, but buy the company and, in essence, get it away from all that debt, this is much like Stelco, the new Stelco, get the company, but get it away from all that debt. It might actually have a, a successful future here in Canada. The question is who might be ready to come forward and spend that money. Okay, but you know, let me go back and, and talk about this idea about the debt and the concern about this, because we've heard this with so many other companies. Yep. You talked about this with Target and others. Uh, for many of us uh, who are just consumers, we figure, well, where, where's the debt coming from? I mean, you open a store, you have merchandise, we buy it, uh, and, and that's the way it goes. How, how do they accumulate all this debt? They seem to be making money, at least at the, you know, right. the parking lot's full. You're right. So the debt was done, we call it structurally, meaning head office decided to swap out debt, and instead what did they do? They declared themselves some big dividends. So I'm going to add debt to the balance sheet and drain off some of what we like to call the retained earnings of the company that were being invested in the company. I'm going to drain those off and give them to me. So I get to, now as the owner, I get to pad my pocket, but I make the company weaker. And we've seen that in the case of Sears. We've seen that in the case of of, uh, Toys R Us. Stelco's a little different. Stelco also had a lot of debt, but it also had liabilities that at least while U.S. Steel had them, they couldn't get away from. Those were things like the environmental liabilities, the pension liabilities. But through that restructuring process, the new owners have been able to get themselves away from those liabilities. 
Unfortunately, it probably means that people like you and I are going to be responsible for the environmental legacy at the Stelco plant. But nonetheless, that's how the new Stelco got itself away from it. In this case, it's more about greedy investors, people who bought the company and said, now how can I get the most out of it for me without thinking about their employees or, or the rest of us who like to use those stores, and they loaded them up with the debt. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.